because we assume that a lot of us, especially in the Western world where we have like these burials or do these services, cremation, we do the vigil, you know, we go in and we assume that once they're buried or they're cremated and we've cried and we've prayed that they're good to go. Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And I'm Jessica Paschke. We're two mediums whose spiritual experiences have been quite the adventure. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's downright uncomfortable. Join us as we chat about our own adventures and answer your questions about spirit, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to bring clarity and connection into your everyday life. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Hey, we are teaching a Soul Contracts workshop on Saturday, March 12th. The cost is $44. Head on over to our website at www.adventureswithspirit.com or check out the link in the show notes to join us. Looking forward to it. Hello and welcome back. We're so excited that you're with us because we're talking to one of my most favorite people on earth. (laughs) Her name is Kendra McMurray and she's amazing. Hello, Kendra. We're so excited to have you here. Hey, Kendra. Welcome. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So Kendra and I met through Colette Baron Reed's Oracle School a long time ago. Long. It feels like a long time ago. It feels it was like, like three years ago. Was it only three years ago? Yeah, it was only three years. <laughs> COVID <laughs> makes everything long. Anyway, yes. <laughs> being locked in your house makes everything long. But we met through Oracle School, and um, right away, she just, I just, everything she posted, I was just like, oh, what is she doing? <laughs> I could just like, I love it. Like, let me just read all the things. <laughs> so thank you. So I mean, I Kendra is an amazing writer. She's a medium. And she's also um, a psychopomp, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And it may be a term that you're unfamiliar with. So, Kendra, can you tell us a little bit about what a psychopomp is? Well, let's just give the very general uh, definition. You know, it's a Greek word. If you break it down um, into it's pompous and psyche and pompous is the guide. And the psyche, of course, is like the soul, spirit, breath. And a psychopomp is generally like a soul guide. So someone or some being who is helping those that are going through transition to the other side. And so it can be a living person. It can be a deity like uh, Greek gods. You've got Hecate, you've got Hermes, you've got Anubis. They're seen as like, you know, the underworld moving those living souls to the other side. And so that's really what a psychopomp is. So it's either a person, an entity, a being that Correct. moves the soul from one to the other side, from here to the other side. Correct. We're just, we're guiding them along. Oh, that's so fascinating. And then Kendra, would you expand that at some point? I'm, I always kind of think of everybody's minds in my head when I'm trying to to talk about things. Would you expand that also to perhaps angels or spirit guides or loved ones or not in the way that you're defining? Absolutely. Um, Like, for example, I work a lot with angels. So while I might not work with guides to help 
move people along. I will call on Archangel Azrael. Mm -hmm. Um, I will call on ancestors, especially, um, the person's ancestors. They are very helpful Mm -hmm. in coming in. If you have, uh, perhaps I deal with a lot of traumatic transitions, traumatic deaths. And so people who perhaps are, are not as ready, they're not older people, a lot of young people, they deal with a, a lot of, there's a lot of trauma in um, this field. And so I work with, you know, first and foremost, the ancestors, like you said, because they are the closest ones who can comfort them and say, you know, I know you're scared right now, but we're waiting here for you. So you're absolutely right. It can be ancestors. It can be angels. It can be deities. It can be even spirit allies and animals. So absolutely. I have so many questions. I'm like, which one do I get to ask first? Okay. So how does it work? <laughs> well, there's, a little, there's a little question, Kendra. How does okay. it work? Well, yeah. kind of. I mean, yeah. well, I guess it's connected to as well. Like you said, you deal with a lot of traumatic deaths. So yeah. do psychopomps only deal with traumatic deaths or are there psychopomps who deal with like regular ones too? Mm-hmm. Regular ones. Yeah, regular right. That That's my question basically is when, right? So when? Well, let me first say that um, I'll put it out there that a lot of people think that psychopomps are generally psychic mediums and which um, you would think that because we deal with um, being a channeled intermediary and, and being that person who, you know, talks to the dead and brings those messages back and forth, that would make sense. While that is the case with some mediums, that is not the case with all. There's a lot of mediums who do not want to do this. And so really in, in looking at, you know, the whole process and how you kind of get into doing this work and the, in, in the people that you touch, it's all, all spirits, all souls. It's those souls who cannot make the transition themselves. I am not going to claim to know exactly what happens Mm-hmm. after death, a hundred percent, like all of us as mediums, we can pretty much say we feel, we see, we kind of know in our minds that this is what happens from point A to point B. Is that a hundred percent accurate? Who knows? Right. Right. Um, but I can certainly say that there are times when I will get spirits who are just not ready to leave. You know, um, they're just very close, especially the younger kids that come, they're very close to their parents. And while they might have family on the other side that they can almost, it's almost like they can see them. They're like, I'm just not ready to leave. And so they, they want to remain close and they're scared that if somehow they transition on, they'll never come back again. And so it really is just anybody who's coming through who can't find their way to the other side, who gets a little confused in the middle of some kind of trauma, or, you know, it's a natural death, but they're just kind of wandering around like, all right, so where am I supposed to go next? (laughs) You know, I have actually had those. Um, A lot of my work is done in dream state. And this is kind of where it does not take a medium to do this work. People who do this work can be, you know, uh, hospice workers, shamans, 
anybody who kind of works in death work. Um, and to be drawn into this field, it can be, you know, from nurses or just any regular person who feels like they have a connection to the people who are dying. I do know that I used to go to funerals and I've only really been to two, but I've been to a couple of vigils. And I remember very early on where I never really got sad. I always felt a lot of joy. And that was weird to me. <laughs> and I, I never really told anybody about it, but it's like, why do I feel so happy? Now I look back on it and it's like, I was kind of meant to do this work. Like I knew very early on that that soul, I could kind of feel it moving to the other side. And while it's the end of their life on earth, it's the beginning of their life in another realm, whatever that realm may be. Can you paint me a picture? And I understand what you're saying. And actually mm -hmm. I, I have some experience with it. I've never said it the way that you're saying it. So I'm, I'm all in, I'm like, listen diligently here, but let's paint a picture. How does this start for you? I mean, do you receive, do you get a call from a spirit? Do you get a call from a living person? Like walk us through the process, please. Okay. I'll walk you through the process of a couple of, because it's all of those things for me. Okay. I okay. predominantly get them from dream state. So I do most of my work in dream state and it's people that I do not even know, which was wild for me. Because when I first became aware that I had these gifts as a medium, probably about four or five years ago, it was only people that I knew. And so when I started getting these spirits, these visions in my head, and then at night, I would, you know, get these dreams where I'm on a train or I'm on a plane. So I can always tell when I'm doing that work because I'm on some kind of public transportation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's very fascinating. Yeah. That reminds yeah. me of something. So I'm tracking, keep going. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm, like, I'm usually <laughs> sitting next to a person Okay, and I'm always a silent observer. I never say anything. I can see them with their luggage. Some of them are very quiet and I usually have my hand somewhere on their back. Okay, wait, I have a question. Luggage. Do some people have more luggage than others? Yes. Okay. Like I'm, I'm fascinated by this whole thing. Okay. So somebody might have a small travel valet and someone else has five large suitcases. I'm looking, I'm thinking about the man right now who was so pissed at me <laughs> that I was there for him. He had an entire family behind him mm -hmm. and it was his, it was his memories of this family. His family was living. Okay. So it's not his loved ones in spirit. Yes, okay. It was, it was just his, loved ones that were actually, you know, living alive. Mm -hmm. And he had a mountain of bags. All right. It was a lot of bags. And he was, he was pissed. He was like, I'm not going. I want to ask you, what do you think? But I don't want to interrupt you at the same time. What the baggage symbolizes is it what they're bringing or like in a good way or a baggage way? I will say for me, because my daughter also has these dreams and in okay. her dreams, they also have luggage. So it's a luggage. So luggage to me is yes. not baggage. Okay. Got it. It's luggage. Sometimes it's seen as bags, but for okay. me, because of the way that I assign meaning, the bags and the luggage is the same for me. Oh, okay. So you see how I was defining it differently yes. as far as, okay. Yes. All right. So it's the same. Okay. So you're sitting on a vehicle. Yep. A plane or a train, you see yep. the person in the luggage, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, and then from there, they are slowly 
saying their goodbyes or they're kicking and screaming. And what I'm doing is I'm basically just shuttling them along. And so usually when I'm on like a plane, train, I'm sitting next to them and then we kind of get to our destination. So when I wake up, it's finished. Like I've already done it. Where's the destination? It can be blackness. Okay. <laughs> it's it's usually it's usually darkness because I'll wake up at that point. Okay. And the way that I know that they have successfully transitioned, which is so weird, I will see an X or I will see a crossing somewhere in my environment. So on my phone, I'll get like all of a sudden, um, my phone is, is sort of like a spirit board. And so I'll know I'll be typing and I'll see a big X, 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 like lots of X's that come up almost like an autocorrect. And I'll be like, okay. So X for like, like train, like a, yes, one of like the train crossing, crossing signs, yep. get that X. Okay. Just Can we like just that. stop and say how much yeah. I love that her phone is a spirit board? I know. It, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so It's so awesome. weird. <laughs> They told me in a dream that that's how, cause I asked, I said, how, how will I know it's you? Because I need tangible information. Like I need to yeah. see, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the dream and it was an iPad and they started typing and said, you'll see us here. And I woke up and I was like, that's so funny. That's so cute. But yes, that's how I get my message. <laughs> They're like, yeah, so funny. So cute. <laughs> when you're saying they, are you talking about your people as in your spirit team or this Spirit, the souls that are. It can honestly be anybody. I have had people's loved ones come through my phone. I have had. Explain that, please. I have had, um, I'll be typing to Mm -hmm. the person and all of a sudden I will feel something. I will get my spirit visits on the left side. Okay. And I'll feel like a little tingle. And all of a sudden my phone will freeze up and I will see letters start to be typed. And I'll I'll screenshot it real quick because I'm like, this is a little nuts, but I want you to see the letters that are frozen that have come up and they always align to something. Just last week, I was talking to my friend and all of a sudden the autocorrect said C and then ZIA. And I said, I, I screenshot it. I said, I don't know if this means anything to anybody, but this is, you know, kind of what came up. And my friend starts laughing and was like, Zia, that is Italian for aunt. And the first letter of my aunt who passed, she's been trying to get in touch with me and I've been ignoring her. Okay. I know. I love that. <laughs> I yeah. love it. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is basically, so like I said, when I get up, I will know throughout the day, not even thinking about it. Cause I always track my dreams. So I know that it's significant if it has any of those public transportation pieces, if it's just me in a car, I know that it's my stuff. And so that's kind of my sign. Like, this is your dream. This is not work that you're doing. This is personal self, me and my car. But um, the public transportation is definitely doing like this night work for me. And so I look for it after I journal it, look for the sign that day and go on about my business. Now, there are times when I will know the people and then the next day I will get like a note like, Hey, Kendra, just letting you know that, you know, my mom passed and I was wondering if you could help me out. And I was like, oh, I knew you were coming today because I just dreamed about her and Mm -hmm. I did pass her along. And so sometimes I kind of get it like that as well. Okay. So let's just recap, right? 
So for <laughs> you, a lot of this work, not always, but a lot of the work happens in dream state. Yes. And, and so you go into your dream state and you're on public transportation and people are there either in good spirits or not <laughs> with their, with their luggage, their luggage, their baggage. And then you, and their baggage, their luggage, yeah. or their baggage. Whichever. Yes, Andrew, both of those. And and or, and then you do you just have a conversation with them? Like you I'm know, never. Or are you just sitting? You're never talking. So you're just sitting there, just being with them, like a presence, yeah. correct? As yeah. they traverse to their next destination. Correct. Those are very different than as a psychopomp when I am sent in midstream, almost. And, you know, say, for example, just last week, I dreamt that, you know, I was being carjacked and abducted. And I knew that in that moment, I was that woman. And so my, I knew that I had to get her to the other side, but I also knew that the empath in me, I had to calm her down. And so those were, it's kind of two different roles at that point. It's like, were you in her body then? Like, yes. I mean, well, okay. she was, it, it was me, but yes, I was experiencing what she was in that moment. So I had a dream like that once way a long time ago where I was in, I was in this dream and, and I had gone, I always go through a town uh, when I have these dreams. They're, they're not frequent, but I always go through the same town and there's doors, different doors. And then when I step through the door, I find myself like, in, I was that person, right? Like I'm not, but not a past life. Like I'm in their body for that moment. I know that they're there. And my job is to either calm them down or yes. help them complete one last thing before they cross. And it's always a traumatic situation, right? Correct. And it's like, they can't, they just can't. So I'm stepping in for them. I'm walking in and then, you know, and, and usually at some point I depart before the actual. And it, could, it could actually be and you just don't realize it, especially when you see the doors. Doors is yeah. very significant for a psychopomp, right? How doors, so? gates, because it's almost like a doorway to the other world. Yes, I see And so that. usually when you see that, that's like you're acting as a keeper or gatekeeper of sorts. And so even though you did not see it, you might have been sent in to calm the spirit before you guided this spirit so you could actually do your job and make that job a little bit easier because it was so traumatic for them. Don't you just love how we can all three experience spirit in such different ways? Yeah. Like, you know, like there's no one way. I just love that. It's like, it's so it's different customized. for each of us. It, it's totally <laughs> custom. We can have it our way. A concierge experience yes. for everyone. Burger King, spirit <laughs> Burger King. Right. I love it. Well, I was, you know, you say sometimes you know who they are and sometimes you don't. Do you ever feel like it's your obligation to figure out who they are? Or do you just trust that whatever work needed to happen, happened, you know, or, or do they come with you? I know you said it's different than being a medium where when, when spirit comes to you, you have messages usually with a medium, right? right like, right. you know, with the psychopomp, is that the same thing where they want messages passed along or you, or is it more of just a, a companion during a journey? It's more of get me to where I need to be. And this mm -hmm. is where um, we had talked a little bit earlier about my book of the dead. Oh my gosh. I want to hear about that so badly. <laughs> I've been waiting. And it's funny because it's not even, it sounds so much more interesting than it is. It truly is just a blank journal. 
And when I am in dream state or I get, you know, waking visions of souls that need to cross, I will just write down whatever I hear and I'll write down their description. And when I cross them, then I will make a note in the book. And so it's almost like they're saying in this life, Kendra, part of your role will be a scribe. And so I am a writer. You're keeping record. uh, Yeah, absolutely. And that is the most yeah, that's the most important thing to yeah. keep a record. I can feel the energy of that, right? That yeah. it, it's really, it's palpable. I can feel it. It's interesting. It's sort of like, what is the name of that? Um, Dr. Strange. Have you all seen that? Yes. I love those. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. We, know, we love all of those. Mythical I love movies, all right? of those. But the, the, the Akashic records, the library, the writing, the books, the keeping the records, that is extremely important. And mm-hmm. so in my class, you know, the teacher said, it's very important to keep like a book of the dead, just like I keep a journal of my dreams. And now I have to keep that separate because my dreams are so much more than just, you know, spirit crossings or, you know, soul work. But this book is solely for those experiences where I'm like, what was that? This is a, this is a really, really tough job. And I didn't expect to fall into anything like this. I wouldn't have expected my wildest dreams. It's so weird for me still. Okay. So it that. happened. It happened and you said yes to it. That was an adventure. Like this is right. We're all about adventures. So it's an adventure that happened. You said yes. You didn't necessarily go looking for it. Correct. At all. Mm-hmm. Ever. I was diagnosed with MS in 2015. And then it found me. And it's probably because I asked. I said, God, help me. Mm-hmm. And I was broken wide open at that point. And so. I started getting the visions and the dreams and the angels started introducing themselves and fairies and lights and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I thought I needed to check myself into, and then, and then the dead started coming, you know, the voices and the visions. And I just started tracking and I was like, I don't know who the little girl is with the brown hair, with the brown dress on standing in the woods, but I'm going to write her down. And so the more I started keeping track, the more they started coming. Um, and so really it was like the mediumship first passing along the messages. And within the past year, since COVID actually, it was like, we've been preparing you for this psychopomp work. It's time for you to collect the dead and move them along. So you've been helping with that process. Yeah. Through this. They're like, you've been, <laughs> you've been like standing by acting like you don't have any work to do. Just pass along messages. That's sweet. Like seriously, they're like grab a wheelbarrow. Yeah, I understand that. Taking a field trip to the land of the day. So. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily present tense. It can be past no. tense as yeah, well. It correct. Past. It can be past. It can be present. It could be future. I just. How do you do past, present, and future? How do you do future? Well, time isn't linear. So I, I understand that, but I'm thinking of the people who are listening. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So I'm always <laughs> us, talking to the listener. Right? right. For future, it's wild. I had a vision yesterday of a little boy on a railroad track. He looked like Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh. So his name was Chris. Little boy. He had like two um, lunch boxes and he was happily skipping. And so I told my circle of friends, I said, if any, if this description of this boy comes through, let me know. And they were like, we'll be on the lookout. Well, 
exactly 24 hours after that, a friend of mine posted and said, um, I found who it is and he is not past yet. He's at the crossroads. And so it really is seeing the future and what it could be because I have dealt with spirits who I'm supposed to be there to guide and not necessarily to the other side. I have guided Mm, you back. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like standing at the crossroads and just giving them because they, they have sovereignty and a choice too. And saying, which way do you want to go? Yeah. I'm here to hold your hand, whatever you want to do. So. Wow. That's fascinating. So the souls usually, they seem to come to you, but Mm -hmm. somebody who's alive or knows you could certainly contact you for assistance. Correct. And I know you mentioned nurses and hospice workers, but you are doing this. You're not doing this there because you are doing it in your dream state or awake, working already in that other astral field, basically. Exactly. And so you have um, the death doulas, the volunteers at hospice and other people working in those settings. And they wouldn't even necessarily know that I'm working on the back end and helping clients that they're working on, because sometimes I will be contacted on the astral plane by somebody who is like in an induced coma state and needs guidance. And so usually that's how the actual patient reaches out to me. Okay. That makes sense. Jessica and I, we remember when we were doing a reading and we couldn't figure, and it was somebody who was still alive, but Mm -hmm. in that crossing. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's how I didn't. Yeah. Twice, two or three times since then. So they were in that, you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They were in between very much alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not very much alive. They were but, working on crossing, right. but right. They were I mean, they're alive for all intents and purposes. It's like you're in that but liminal there's state. There's a body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were right. And they're in the, and they reach out. And I think what I feel and what so many of us kind of feel is you know, we're, we're, all of us are waking up. There are so many people now that are endowed with these gifts. I don't even think they're gifts anymore. It's just our innate birthright to have this awareness. Like everybody can do this. You just have to be kind of open. Yes. I get a little Um, ruffled by the word gifts. So thank you. Yeah. It's not, I don't don't know. Right. Right. Everybody's it. We all have it. Right. I always say you're not special. Like every, you are I'm with you. You know, like I get it, but yep. you know, and people are like I can, uh, okay, you can see the future. Everybody at some point, like we, we hold the key. And so we are getting to a point where we are evolving as a species and more and more of us are going through this. And so I think the more open we are and more accepting we are, the more we will start to see, start to run into these interactions with people in hospice situations or even still very much alive. Like I work um, on the astral plane with two of my friends in dream state all the time. And so we talk to each other in dream state and we'll wake up and share our dreams and say, oh my God, you were, you were doing this. And, you know, I will bring through information for a friend of mine and she'll do it for me and say, oh yeah, I needed that recipe. 
Thank you for confirming that for me. Just stuff like that. I needed that recipe for this healing balm. I got this, you know, this information for you. And so we kind of trade that way as well. And so because we are open to that, we always meet each other in the astral realm. I think it's pretty like, it's common for us now. Yeah. So I guess my question is, if people are listening to this and being like, wow, I've had a similar experience or I, you know, what would be your advice for some of the first steps they could take to understand this experience for themselves? Like, what what would you suggest? What would be most helpful? Well, for me, I am really big into book learning and I'm always searching online. And of course, not everything you read is true online. We know that, but I always start there. When I first started having these experiences and I didn't have a community, you know, it was just searching, you know, online for other people who were going through this and trying to see, you know, what is this? And then from there, I, you know, joined a couple of online communities um, on different apps, on different, you know, platforms to just try to make a connection for myself first. And then I went looking for mentors and people who were in this field so I could learn about a, a little bit more. I wasn't quite sure. I was very, very uncertain if this was something I was called to do. Everybody else was like, you're crazy. You're absolutely called to do this. Just do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain. I, don't, I think they got the wrong girl. I don't, I don't. I don't think they're really asking me to do that. They're like, what? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. Well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I would think that the first thing is really just if 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 you have a community, honestly, for me, it was just looking online for communities, typing in what is a psychopomp? Because I mm-hmm. did not because let me back up. I did not know what a psychopomp meant. I just knew that I was doing this work until I joined a community that kept saying the word. And I was like, what does that mean? And they explained it to me. I was like, oh, like a soul guide. Yeah. Like I've been doing that. That's what I do. That makes sense. I know when Jessica brought up the word, I was like, okay. And then I looked up, I was like, oh, I know what that is. Exactly. (laughs) So it's just new vocabulary. It is a really it's a fancy word. Yes. And I like the hundred dollar word. <laughs> because Love I feel it. like when you say um, soul guide, because so many of us work with the living as coaches and guides, but we also work with the dead. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, if you say to me, you know, you're a soul guide, that can mean anything. If you say psychopomp, I would absolutely think that you're ushering the dead to the other side, even though it might not technically mean that. But I think in my world, it was like, you say that and people will ask a little bit more, like, tell me what it means, or they'll absolutely know what you mean. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Do you feel that everyone, most souls require these services? I do not feel like I can't even say most, you know, people are wondering now. I would say that a lot of them do just by the fact that there are so many that need to be crossed. So I'm going to assume that a lot of souls that have not been crossed 
And there's still a lot of souls that are coming in because we assume that a lot of us, especially in the Western world where we have like these burials or do these services, cremation, we do the vigil, you know, we go in and we assume that once they're buried or they're cremated and we've cried and we've prayed that they're good to go. We don't really think too much about it until a member of the family who's a little bit more connected to spirit says, I think Uncle Johnny isn't at rest, (laughs) you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you know that? Well, I heard Uncle Johnny and he was knocking over stuff in my house, right? And so that's when we first know that, oh, maybe his soul isn't at rest. We just kind of assume like everybody goes to heaven or everybody goes to hell, you know, there's this big, especially in the U.S., there's a lot of Christians. And so that concept of heaven and hell, a lot of my clients have come from that religion where it's like, we just assume that they're going to heaven. You know, they're good people. They're going to go to heaven and they'll be, they're fine. And while that might be true that they were definitely good people, it doesn't mean that they automatically cross. There could be so many things that just keep them bound here and just wanting to kind of stay or unable to cross because they've got other things to do or they just can't move on or if it was really traumatic for them. I can understand the trauma thing. I had an experience with, we'll say a person that was close to the family whom crossed very unexpectedly. And I saw them appear in my house. Right. And I was like, this is not a good sign if I see you in my house, <laughs> you know, cause yeah, you're supposed not. to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I Whenever I have family that drop by in spirit form, who are supposed to be alive, I just wait for the phone call. <laughs> cause I'm like, well, you're in my kitchen. This is not good. Wow. Um, so they, but they dropped by, but it was very traumatic um, exit and, and they didn't know what had happened. Right. And I was like, well, I'm, this is what I'm guessing. <laughs> you know, I said, and um, mm-hmm. I said, look, look around, you know, this isn't my expertise, but look around and you should see your, you know, your guardian angel, you should see people waiting for you, but it, they, they did, but they weren't, they weren't ready at that point. You know what right. I mean? Like they, they just were still trying to, to, to wrap their mind around it. And so they, their surroundings. Yeah. And so they, they hung out for like three days at my house. And then one day, you know, I woke up and, and they were, they were gone. Like, like, and I, and I just knew that they had, had crossed, right. They just needed time. And a lot of it, cause I've heard in different circles, very different communities, the same thing from mediums who will say, well, if they just pass, it'll probably take a couple of weeks. And maybe that was the old way of thinking, but I'm like, uh, these days, the ones I'm running into, I can contact them right away. Like as before. Yeah, no, as like instant, right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it shifted or if it changed, but it's much more, it is a quick. faster turnover rate. It's a faster turnover rate. <laughs> it's Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes there's no vocab for what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, we're making it up as we go along. And that's the high speed connection. That's how it works. Yeah, right. it is a high speed yeah. It is. It yeah. is. It's so fascinating. <laughs> Well, so, okay, Kendra, if we had to bundle this up, mm-hmm. right, we're going to put it in a box with a bow on it, make it really pretty. 
<laughs> I laugh because rarely spirit lets us put anything in a box with a bow on it. But big let's box. The big Pandora's box. Pandora's. <laughs> right. And, you know, we have a variety of listeners, right? Different levels of knowledge, interest, understanding. Um, some of what you've said may have people extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, not knowing, having more questions. So inside the box, when the lid goes on, it kind of makes sense to everyone, right? So you're going to say it in a way that says, this is what it is and it's okay. Because what I've heard you say through this is actually it is okay because there's help regardless of the situation. It is absolutely okay. We are used to death being something that is so final. And so morbid in some respects, like we don't always want to talk about it. It's like, this is death, like it's really, really final. And so I have learned that not only is it not final, it's final in one plane, it's, it's the beginning in another, but there's a lot of beauty in it. I mean, you are, you are helping Souls. (laughs) Souls. <laughs> this is this is huge. Um, you are you are clearing the fields of so many restless souls who don't know where to go. And just like you know, a deity goddess Hecate, who I work with a lot in my soul work. And if you if you look it up for people who are not familiar, look up the story of Hecate and Persephone and how you know, she had to go looking for her with a lantern and guiding her and being with her when she was abducted. And so it's almost like we are taking that lantern and we are guiding those souls who don't know where to go or who are unsure they want to make the trek to the other side. And we're just providing that comfort. Death does not have to be a scary thing. And it was very, very scary for me early on. Like I didn't want to think about death and all all that came with it. Just dreaming about some of these people, because I had this Hollywood sense in my mind, like, like six cents, like these people are going to come to me all, you know, in tatters and, and looking a certain way. No, like I see, I personally see them the way they want to be seen. And so usually they're very vibrant and beautiful or they're they're young and they're playing and they're just letting me know like I need help during the times when I see them when they're in in traumatic situations that's not you know always the case for all psychopomps that's just the work that I do so while that might seem like a scary thing um getting that them out of that situation is so amazing and it's a humbling experience and it's like if you've ever wanted <laughs> to feel like a hero in life, like do this work (laughs) because you really are like, and they are so thankful. And all you can do is be like, you know, it's my job. Like, you're just like, don't worry about it. It's my job. I got you. I'm going to get you to the other side, but really it's, it's very, very rewarding as rewarding as it can sometimes be tiring, but we just take care of ourselves and we do what we were put on this earth to do. So I love about this though. And I think this is the one thing that can be so reassuring is whether, you know, if your loved ones have crossed or not crossed or whatnot, that there are people out there that are so full of love that they are, they've got you. (laughs) 
you know, I was like, it's so reassuring thing. to mm-hmm. know that, like, that you're never alone, whether you cross and you hang out, you have a psychopomp ready and waiting, right? Yeah. How wonderful is that? Or if you cross right over, you have your guides and your angels yeah. waiting, you're mm-hmm. never alone. You're never alone. And I think ones. that's, yeah, it's so reassuring, you know? There are people, there are other allies, there are ancestors, there are angels, there, you know, whatever your guides, guardians, they are there and we are right alongside them helping. That's absolute magic. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's so reassuring. So thank reassuring. You, Kendra. I mean, Kendra, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, you. Amazing. Thank, thank you for you. inviting me. That was great. Every time I talk to you, I just learned something new. <laughs> just you're always you're always on some grand adventure like it is. you know it really is <laughs> it's just I amazing mean, the way you make it sound though because you're like a cheerleader for everybody it's like it doesn't sound half as exciting as when I talk to you you're <laughs> like yeah I don't, I don't you're like oh god and I'm like oh after I finish talking to Jessica I'm like yeah, I was just on a grand adventure. Did you know that? <laughs> Ooh, we right. have an adventure. Right. So on that note, Kendra, can you share with us about how people can find you, please? Yep. I have a website. Um, I just put it up. It is kmcmurray.com. So www.kmcmurray.com. And that will lead you to basically my menu of services, a little bit about me and a contact form. If you want to reach out to me. I love it. And Kendra, what are you offering right now for services? Because psychopomp is one of the things you do, but you do a lot of other things. Um, right now at the beginning of the year, I'll reopen back up for one-on-one coaching services, spiritual guidance that includes readings for, you know, cards, I do runes. And so that's usually just like a live guidance session. Um, I do dream interpretation. I help with that. Um, oh, you're so, so amazing like at that. Yeah, it's great. Oh I love like dreams. Are my thing. You know, that. Like, so, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I also offer, I'll start offering some classes in group coaching before I will say for the psychopomp work, spirit transition. And a, a lot of that I do pro bono because it kind of comes to me. And right. so if somebody reaches out and, and tells me, you know, this is what's happening and I don't think they're crossed, if spirit says, no, I'm not crossed and I need you to help, then I, I go ahead and get to work on that. So awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a, you. a wonderful time having you here. Thanks, Kendra. Appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventure with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to find out more information and submit a question for the chance to be featured in a future episode. Like what you heard? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Andrea Neville Psychic Medium and at Intuitive by the Sea for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous.